We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Portland, if you've ever wondered Where to get your blazers, ducks, and bees It's right here on the airwaves of 1080 Hour number three, Danny and Dusty. We started talking about this before uh, we were able to track down Ryan Horvath, but uh, Carlos Correa, shortstop, had a deal in place, 13 years, $350 million with the Giants. Gigantes. Yeah, yeah. And then was dressed, ready to go to the press conference for the Giants. Mm -hmm. And they pulled the rug out from under him and said, "Mm, there's something about your medicals we don't like. We still don't really know what that is. No, Scott Boris has not said what that was exactly. But in that time period, uh, Boris said, hey, you, you, you basically have like six, eight hours to figure this out. Which I kind of understand. If like you're rolling the guy out for a press conference, he's there, he's dressed, he's ready to go, yeah. and all of a sudden that is when you're gonna you're gonna want to stop things. I... When you've had a week, yeah, you've already had a week. That's the thing about this. Like if you had any reservations or trying to figure this out, like you had your time. So Scott Boris does what an agent should do. He says, "Hey, listen, if you guys aren't gonna poop, draw a line. Got to get off pot." And they did. And they did. And so the New York Mets signed Correa to a 12-year, so one less year, $315 million deal. And you mentioned in in passing what the Mets are up against. Their payroll is going to be around $384 million. Yes, and they spent $806 million total this offseason. On pretty big names. Correa... Brandon, uh, what is it, Nemo? Mm-hmm. Uh, Edwin Diaz, Justin Verlander, uh, Jose Quintana, Omar Narvez, uh, yes. and then Adam Ottavino and David Robertson. $806 million. What that will do, their payroll with their luxury tax, because Major League Baseball does not have a cap, but they do have a luxury tax. And they call it the Cohen tax because he's the richest owner in the sport by a significant margin. Their payroll will be $495 million. Mm-hmm. $495 million. The previous max payroll in baseball was less than $350 million. 
the Mets are like three hundred and ninety-five million dollars. That's almost half a billion dollars. Steve Cohen is is, in is one year. He's doing in baseball what the Russian oligarchs have done in soccer globally, <laughs> the Saudi princes, which yeah. is I don't care. I have all of the monies. Yeah, and they they just they buy it. Man City. Speaking of the Mets. Will mm-hmm. have the highest payroll in all of sports mm-hmm. globally. Globally, globally. That's what I'm saying. Usually, they, what you're saying, what happens in mm-hmm. European soccer? He surpassed that. They're saying, yeah, double birds. Here we are. We're gonna we're gonna try to win a World Series, and it's gonna be hilarious and sad when they fail. Listen, this is what you, as it's Trailblazers fans. Yes. This is what we want. Yes. This is why we want Phil Knight to buy the team. Hell's yeah. Because you want somebody with fu money yeah. who will tell people fu. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, listen, that's the, what Steve Cohen's doing, yeah. and that's the owner you want. He's passionate. He loves his team. He, he wants to win. Boris is, Scott Boris, uh, Carlos Correa's agent, is a guy who loves to spin stories, right? Yeah. And when this deal starts to fall apart, he tells this story of we're going to I'm, I'm going to shop players, and we had a, a minor conversation with Cohen, so I'm going to go back to Cohen. So he's in Hawaii on vacation, sipping on a martini. And this is how he tells the story. And he says, I asked Cohen, does he have three spare olives for Carlos Correa? An olive being $100 million. I love how corny Scott Boris is. This is the douchiest thing. I love it. (laughs) Well, he's the douchiest agent in sports. He's powerful, But he gets these guys paid, man. He gets it done. So they got the deal done at 3.15 in the morning. That's why you woke up yesterday morning to Carlos Correa being a Met. Yeah. Yeah, no, I went. Actually, I had to, I had a, a bathroom break this morning, three thirty. Looked down at the phone, opened my phone, and I was like, "Whoa, what?" Two things popped up: one, Carlos Correa is a Met, and two, that Franco Harris died. Yeah, that's those boring. two things. I was like, "What? What's happening here?" Um, but the Mets, they're going all in, man, and that's fun. That's good for baseball. It's great for baseball, and it's it's awesome. When you see a team say, no, 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 the hell with it all, whatever the rules are, we're going to go in. The Warriors are doing it in the NBA, and the Mets are doing it in baseball. And I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. Just we'll pay any penalties. We know you ain't going to stop us. We want to win. Yes. Every fan, every Met fan should be thrilled. This is what you want. You want billionaires not caring about taxes. Because they're billionaires. Yes. And, you know, if they win that World Series, it'll all be worth Every it. Every last penny. Yeah. Well, all right. Also, when they fail, it's very funny. Oh, so hilarious. So hilarious. Okay. Um, we got to tell that. So we, we still got to get to here. Let's, uh, let's, I mean, I mentioned Franco Harris. Let's touch on that, man. I mean, I, it, it's so sad that it happened right now because of what is just around the corner. Danny and Dusty on the fan. <laughs> T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. 
Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Last chance for the Steelers. Bradshaw trying to get away. And his pass is broken up by Tatum. Tipped off! Rachel Harris has it! And he's over! Look! Rachel Harris! Grab the ball on a deflection! Five seconds to go! He grabbed it with five seconds to go and scored! Let's watch one this again. One million to one odds on this one. Ricochet out there off of Jack Tatum and into the man of the year, Franco Harris's hands. Here's the miracle of all miracles. Oh, uh, how great was that? Uh, that was courtesy NBC. That's the Immaculate Reception. Franco Harris, man. And that was a uh, playoff game, divisional round. Steelers, Raiders. And it didn't lead them to a Super Bowl, but it was the beginning of the Steel Curtain era. It was incredible to see. That was one of the most iconic plays in NFL history. Yeah, it's, it runs. It, it's a it's a part of the NF, Marvel films has their like when the Marvel movie starts, they have like the iconic scenes that are embedded in Marvel. Yeah, NFL films does the same thing when they're warming up a it's historical run through, and this play is always there. There's so much history behind that play, like you said, kind of the the starting point that everybody can point to of the Steel Curtain. It was kind of that Hall of Fame moment for a guy that by the end of his career as a Steeler and Seahawk, he didn't need any more of a resume to put him over the top and into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But that was one of the best plays that you will ever seen. Like this is, I always go back to the, that play and I go, could you imagine sometimes getting the call right? It kind of screws up something amazing. And they got the call. Like if they got the call right and they go to the review and you're sitting there and you're watching it over and over and over again, is that, is that a catch? You know, with the cameras that we have In now, today's world, probably not because it was millimeters mm-hmm. away from the carpet at three river stadium. And like the, one of the crazy parts about that is, uh, there was a there's like a long break in that game and the head official he went over and I guess the white hat ended up calling the actual head of officiating in the NFL mm-hmm. to talk about that play and before they finally ruled it and so it's like considered the first review replay, ever yeah. replay review and they think like there's a there's a theory that they watched the review on the TV and then they made the judgment and they made the call on it. And uh, that to me is another piece of history of mm-hmm. like how much the Raiders feel like they've been screwed. <laughs> one, um, I feel like have been, but no, feel like it, they, but on the, on the other side of that thing is like, this is more iconic than just a, a catch in a score in the divisional round of the playoffs. It led to so much more, um, whether it be a conspiracy theory, you know, or really the 
start of a historic run for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Terry Bradshaw. And like there was there was a lot of uh, what do you call it controversy as to whether or not it was even a legal play because like the rule back then uh, apparently was if you if you hit a player on your team it can only be caught by that Opposition. player yeah. and so by rule franco harris shouldn't have been able to catch the ball unless it was touched by a raider first <laughs> and yet here we are 50 years later yeah yeah but With the raiders still getting screwed I mean, if it did hit Tatum, then I mean, if if it if it truly did hit Jack Tatum, then uh, Franco Harris is good. But if it hit a Pittsburgh Steeler it's first, a lot, it's a lot like a tuck rule. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> Can we call it even after last Sunday no. for you? No. Yeah. No. Because no, you got Bruce okay, a very listen, generous. Call. Just because your stupid bet didn't go through, the trip it was a smart bet. The trip, excuse you. The trip that was costed to a Super Bowl is not superseded by a dumb regular season win because of an idiot wide receiver. <laughs> no, it is according to my bets. No, mm-hmm. no. I need about thirty of those to happen before we catch up to a Super Bowl trip and likely a Super Bowl win because the Raiders were the best team in football that year. <clears throat> I wait. Uh, will you go check which team won the Super Bowl that uh-huh. year? Yeah. Someone else. Not oh, the, the New England Patriots won yeah. it that year. The yeah. best team in football. Uh-huh. Um, oh, that was you're talking about the tuck rule. I was yeah, like, yeah, yes. I'm not gonna yeah. I don't care who won it the Franco Harris year. <laughs> it was the so, Steelers. It was, it was not it was, the Steelers. It wasn't? No, that year they did not win the Super Bowl. It was the next year. Oh. Or so, so then it doesn't later. even matter. It's basically like washing your hands of it. Mm. It might yeah. have not even happened. Thank God there's a piece of glass there. With uh, Danny getting triggered over his sports teams losing—that <laughs> is like the story of your life. It is. I mean, and then tra- going on to tell us how great they were, despite the fact they lost mm. USC, mm. Uh, and now the, the Raiders. Yeah, and we haven't had that with the Blazers in Not, recent memory. Two thousand, two thousand, two thousand. Donnie really screwed the, us on there, that there's, one. There's, there's, there's a trend though. There's. <laughs> it's never your team's no. fault. No, it's true. <laughs> um, but this is the thing that sucks the most about, you know, Franco Harris dying today is that they were going to retire his number this weekend. Yeah. And it, the Steelers don't retire numbers, man. And it was, no. it, it was the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception in two days. Mm-hmm. Like that, like that, it's just like, it's tragic that and he, he was passed, guy that's, man. That's so present. Too. Oh. Like he's he's one of the few guys that's at every Hall of Fame induction ceremony. He is Pittsburgh, man. Yeah. He is Pittsburgh. He's he's like been so much of the NFL's history. He still looks like or looked like an NFL running back. And that is like that that's the part that sucks like in in all of this like he, it's a tragedy. He's he's he passed, but to think of like this was going to be the time where the his number gets retired. Mm-hmm. The 32 Will always be, and I don't care what they call it, insurance field or whatever it is, Heinz Field. Heinz Field. It would be there forever, and that's iconic, man. In that franchise, that means a hell of a lot more than the 50 numbers that the Blazers have retired. You're not wrong, because when there's so much history tied to it, and not just the franchise, but as much as the Steelers were the Steel Curtain and that defense and – what people tend to forget is that there were 10 Hall of Famers 
yeah. in that run. Yeah. Franco Harris being one of them. Yeah. On the offensive side of the ball with Terry Bradshaw and Lynn Swan. There's only two officially retired numbers in Steelers mm-hmm. franchise. And they are? Uh, Ernie Stotner, uh, who joined Pittsburgh in 1950, played his entire 14-year career with the team, was a nine-time Pro Bowler, all-pro defensive tackle. Okay, number 70. Mm-hmm. Mean Joe Green. Uh-huh. <laughs> number 75. Uh, he was the fourth overall pick. And uh, 13 years with the Steelers, Pro Bowler in 10 of his 11 seasons, four-time All-Pro selection. One of the greatest players in NFL history. Here are the numbers that are unofficially retired, which means they don't distribute them to yes. the players. But you know, on the current team, if, if a but they're not of, up, they're not up in, in like a Ring of Honor or anything like that. If a regular C- or a a player comes to the Steelers that is a Hall of Fame caliber player, you can have a discussion. Is basically yeah. what it means. Um, unofficially retired numbers are Terry Bradshaw's number 12, mm-hmm. Jerome Bettis is 36, mm-hmm. Troy Polamalu's 43, uh, Mel Blount's uh, 47, mm-hmm. and 52 for Mike Webster. Uh, 59 for Jack Ham, 58 for Jack Lambert, and 68 for Elsie Green- Greenwood. And 86 for Heinz Ward. Every one of those players, save Heinz Ward, was one of, if not the best player at their position for basically the time that they played. In that I mean, think of the names that don't have that honor. Mm-hmm. And Franco Harris this Saturday was, was going to get be that, that honor. Damn. Uh, that sucks. And at least he knew it was coming. By all accounts, he was a – the, the number retirement? Yes. Yeah. 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 But – You still would have liked to have, have him been there. For he's that. a hell of a nice guy, too. Yeah. Every, you know, was – welcomed in the community. Now you see all these stories. Like you see, We're still hearing them from Mike Leach, right? Mm-hmm. When Mike Leach passed. Like, I saw one about Mike Leach that, uh, like, the week before, one of the last things he did before he died was he, he sell, Ross Dellinger has it, that he saved a, uh, a soul food restaurant in Starkville. Cut a check, gave it to him, was like, keep running. I love your company. I love what you guys do. That's insane. Um, yeah, right? You know, the Dellinger's tweet says, one of Mike Le- Leach's last acts in life, writing a check to keep a black-owned soul food restaurant along Starkville's Martin Luther King Jr. Drive open. On the unexpected friendships and unforeseen good deeds, quote, he helped us stay open. I'm forever grateful. Uh, those are still coming out, like, right now. But with Franco Harris, you see them, too. Like, they're already the outpouring of, like, him running into Steelers fans that are young and, and talking to them about, mm-hmm. you know, who's your favorite Steeler player? Let me tell you some history and like personalizing stories around every fan. Like he was an all around good dude. Chris Berman was on ESPN this morning, and you know, booms as synonymous with the NFL as as it gets. And you could see him fighting back tears. Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't talking about Franco Harris, the bas- or the basketball the football player. It was talking about Franco Harris the human. And he said, you know, that big beard always used to kind of make you think he's a big, scary guy. But the interesting thing about that beard was behind it was always a smile. Yeah. He's and a great dude. And just a great ambassador for the NFL. And it's, 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 a, it's a bummer that not only will he not be around anymore, but that he, doesn't, that he didn't get the opportunity to see that one last, one last honor in his name. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool to have that honor happen, though. And you're one of three. Yeah. 
<laughs> and again, that list of guys who don't have it, you're talking about guys who up until that time were one of the greatest players ever the at those positions. That's the impact. Um, okay. 503-250-1080. That's a fan uh, text line. Uh, let's hear from Dan Lanning, coach of the Ducks. First is Will Ortner with SportsCenter. All right, it is National Signing Day in uh, high school football. Dan Lanning, head coach of the Ducks, he had his um, his uh, was a media availability to announce the signing of uh, what is now up to. I, I don't think they have all 28 signed. They have 22 signed, and they're still awaiting five um, letters of intent. One of them is from Peyton Bowen, the safety who was a Notre Dame commit, who announced and did the hat dance that he's flipping, he's going to go to Oregon. They're awaiting paperwork. You have uh, Dalen Austin also, who is uh, who also flipped from LSU to Oregon, and uh, he announced that today. But at 3 o'clock at the top of the hour, Jurion Dickey, the five-star receiver um, out of Menlo Park in Northern California there, uh, he is set to make his announcement. He has been a Oregon commit. We'll see if he ends up signing. And you're also waiting on the actual paperwork from a couple others. But as of right now, Oregon is, has got a top, 10 recla- a top 10 recruiting class. They have moved up to seventh uh, because they did, in fact, flip. We had uh, Andrew Nemec on to talk about um, this class and what it could mean for Oregon. They flipped another Notre Dame recruit. This time it was uh, the running back uh, out of Notre Dame, and I am spacing on his name right now. Uh, I know it's going to come through. 54321. Text line's going to light up with it, um, but I'm completely spacing on the. They had a running back commit uh, just flipped, so they have 28 guys coming in this year. Mm-hmm. 28. It's a large class. And a lot of them were very kind of uh, surprising today on on who flipped. Austin uh, Novosad, quarterback, mm-hmm. committed to Baylor. He flipped. He is going to be a, a duck. He's from Dripping Springs, Texas, has a great relationship with Will Stein, uh, Peyton Bowen, as we said, and then Dalen Austin, the LSU flip. And then you get Mateo Ungalele from uh, St. John Bosco, a powerhouse. And that shouldn't be lost on anybody, too. St. John Bosco is a pipeline to USC. Getting one of those guys away from that school is a massive win. St. John Bosco, you're also looking at in Chandler High School, which is going to be a big one, Bishop Gorman. You get a recruit out of there, Modern Day. Uh, You got a lineman from uh, Modern Day. Those are the pipelines. You're getting into the big ones, and you're not letting go of those um, athletes. So that is huge. You throw the, the, the Long Beach Polys in there, the Downies, which Oregon State, like those are schools who consistently churn out mm-hmm. four- and five-star studs across the country. You have to secure those guys here on the West Coast. You cannot let them go to Oklahoma, Texas, Georgia, Alabama. You have to keep them. And Oregon did a fantastic job in securing those guys. I almost had a moment where I did my Bruce Hornsby. Mm. Jaden Lamar. There it is. Jaden Lamar is the, is the running back. He's a four-star running two back. two guys from Notre Dame. Yeah, a little rivalry brewing there. Brewing there. And he's from, I'd uh, love to see that. He's from up in Washington, Lake Stevens. And I remember uh, Anthony Newman. Well, I think Westland played him this year. And he, he said, that kid a dude. can play. Um, but as Anthony would like me to definitely pass along, Westland shut him down. 
but <laughs> he state play. champions. He can play. He can play. Um, but Dan Lanning talked about this class, and there was a lot up in the air, up in the air, um, especially after the decommitment of Dante Moore. And look, Dan Lanning, to his credit, he didn't dodge that question one bit today in his media availability on on Dante Moore and him leaving the the Oregon. Uh, list of commitments last week and flipping to UCLA. I'm not going to speak to specific players um, other than the landscape of college football continues to change. Uh, and I think the teams that do the best job adapting uh, are the teams that are going to be successful. And we have a, a staff that's elite that's done a great job, um, you know, of closing out and we're, we're going to lean on relationships for us to have, you know, great success. And I think that's paying off right now. Um, ultimately we're really excited about the guys we got coming into this program. And we have some guys that I think are going to make us a lot better moving forward. Think of that, have a plan of attack, right? Now it's no secret, you know, NIL money means a lot for the highly touted recruits. And I don't, I don't know what the final number was. We've heard every, anything from like 6.5 million to $8 million for Dante Moore. We don't know what that number was, but sounds like a, probably a lot of money, a lot of money. And was that used to maybe secure a couple of these flips that they had today? Probably. Uh, yeah. Which, and that's okay. Yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. But here is where I think it is different. And Nemec, Nemec talked about this, and I think it's a very good point in all of this. It is different if you're just throwing monies at, guy, at guys last minute and you weren't really recruiting them. Mateo Ungalele. He may have been, like, leaning towards USC as late as yesterday. Oregon has been recruiting him since his he was in middle school. Yes. And his brother was going through the recruiting process. Uh, I remember, like, the first time uh, hearing about him being on campus was when he was a sophomore in high school. Uh, Austin Novosad, okay? The reason why they flip him from Baylor is because of the connection that he had with Will Stein, the new offensive coordinator, and Oregon had been on him. It's not like any of these flips, including uh, Bowen and Lamar, it's not like Oregon hadn't been recruiting them before and they came out of nowhere with a bag at the last minute and said, come here, which is apparently what Texas A&M had done a couple times last year. <laughs> okay? There is continuity there. So there's that to, to look forward to. There, there is the, the concern, though, about like being mercenaries and going out and just paying guys and saying, come here. I understand that there's apprehension around that, but there is also a track record of Oregon recruiting each and every one of these guys that they had flipped or came and laid on very hard for a very long time, even before Dan Lanning had gotten to Oregon. And and, and Lanning had a great point about their their class last year and kind of coming into this year, their freshman class. They didn't have anybody leave. Mm. And Good you know point. why? Because they were honest and upfront with them, and this is how it's going to be. I recruited you. My staff recruited you. And the opposite is true, I think, of really you look at like an A&M. Yeah. Where you had a mass exodus because it wasn't about, and this is like where you go all the way to Oregon State with Jonathan Smith, building from the ground up because mm -hmm. you're going to develop. And it's because you're investing in these guys, not monetarily, but you're pouring into them physically, emotionally, building them up as players, as men. That stuff still matters. As much as $8 million can solve a lot of problems, and it can and it will, and it will continue to do that across NIL, that stuff fades. And the reality is that you still have to rely on relationships. Yep. 
and the honesty and the integrity and that stuff, that's still going to account for more than money can buy. And look, that would, um, money did help this class. Let's it say. did. It, listen, <laughs> I've had people think that, 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 I, that I, I tweeted out earlier, checks over stripes. No, Sheesh. Man. And that's not a that's not a shot at Oregon. That's a welcome to the table, guys. You don't think that Alabama, Georgia, Texas, Miami, Ohio State, LSU, money, 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 money. Yeah. Welcome to the table, Oregon. Yeah, and that that is different, and that is is new. When you talk about NIL money, as much as like Oregon was this sleeping giant, they hadn't been there on that level yet. Yeah. This is them kicking over the chair at the table, saying. I'm here. This is this is big money moves. Yep. Now, hopefully they're able to retain everybody and they don't have an A&M situation, which yeah. I don't think they will. But when you start throwing the bigger money around, those are the inherent risks that come with them. Even for a program like Alabama. Alabama, yeah. how many Alabama transfers are there this year? There's a lot. There's a There's ton. There's a lot. Two and, of them are going to Oregon. They say two of them are going to Oregon. <laughs> having having an A&M situation isn't the worst thing in the world either. How many times have you looked at guys who are big recruits come to Oregon that didn't pan out? You don't want them there because they're taking up scholarship for other players. And that's not to call anybody else out, but there are some players that were big name recruits that came in and left this year in the transfer portal. And I don't think Oregon's upset about it at all. No, I think that is why you see guys, you look at the positions they loaded up on corner, safety, linebacker. Mm -hmm. They went and got edge rushers. They continue to sprinkle in with their offensive line. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to go to the portal and they got a linebacker that they can fit in right now with Jacobs. Mm-hmm. They got uh, the receiver out of Alabama, which is uh, Holden. Yep. Uh, Holden. The four-star kid. Coming yeah. through. And then you're going to try and get a corner in Kyrie Jackson out of Alabama. Hopefully he, he can come in, make an instant impact on him. Um, but this is all to say, NIL has made a big difference. And Lanning talked about that, too. Well, I think it's it's great to be in a place where you can be innovative and ahead of the curve. But I think anybody that really knows college football right now knows there's a lot more to uh, recruiting than NIL. Um, nobody picks the place just because of uh, those factors. Certainly, some of those factors matter. And you want to be in a place where you can build a brand. I don't think there's anywhere in the nation that's better than Oregon when it comes to that uh, and being able to build a brand for yourself as a player. But it, it goes back to relationships. And the guys that we've been able to you know pull – um, and get on our team here, that's because of relationships. That's because of long-term relationships. Um, and I think any any of them would tell you that same thing. These guys are picking places based on what's the best opportunity for them. Um, and that's that's what we continue to look for is who can make us better and how can we make them better. I think that this is an interesting thing about it is, you know, there you can sit there and you can say, oh, well, you paid them. How long are they going to last for? If you don't think that this staff has got a history with guys that got money to go places even before <laughs> NIL was legal, we're talking about guys that have been at Alabama and Georgia. Georgia. Okay. Listen, this, I would it, be willing it, to bet it is there is money involved, but it's about recruiting is about relationships too, and that's how you get them to stick around. Listen, man, Lendell White told the story about one hundred fifty thousand dollars left in his apartment. Okay. I would be willing to bet that Dan Lanning, as a graduate assistant, carried some bags. And I do not hold that against them. I don't think that's a bad thing. If anything, if you're an Oregon fan, you should be applauding that. Because this is a guy who builds relationships, stands by what he means, and knows how to get the bag to the right guy. 
Let's uh, let's get one more in here because I, I think a lot of people don't know who the new quarterback in this class is. Um, with Bo Nix coming back, it allows this young man a lot of time to grow. Uh, he's 6'3 and a half, 185 pound, four star quarterback. It, you, you can see him anywhere from 10 to 7 in the quarterback rankings this year. His name's Austin Novasad from Dripping, Dripping Springs, Texas. And there was Dan Lanning talked about, you know, coming in at the last moment. We heard Nemec say he was a hard Baylor commit. Throughout the entire process, Ohio mm-hmm. State came in. Nope, sticking with Baylor. You know, all of the big schools came in knocking on his door, and he mentioned Oregon as the fit for him and his relationship with Will Stein. Well, Dan Lanning talked about Nova said and uh, the way that they ended up landing the QB. Yeah, no, I uh, absolutely. Uh, he has the ability to put, place the ball. I think if you watch his film, you're going to see some really accurate throws and challenging throws. You know, a lot of quarterbacks might be able to throw a deep ball and throw, you know, some quick game throws. One thing that shows up consistently with Austin is his ability to throw intermediate routes really accurately. I think that's hard to do in football. And then the more you're around him, you realize his intelligence and his desire to be great. Um, this is a guy that's really hungry and uh, I think really excited to have some great weapons around him. So um, his family, I just kind of fell in love with. And just the more I got to be around Austin, I realized that we were wired similar way. And his relationship with Will, I think, is is obviously something that we really wanted to tap into and were able to utilize down the stretch. Hmm. Uh that's fascinating, man. You know, using relationships, guys have recruited at a school that had no shot to get a guy like Novoset, and you go ahead and you you end up landing your fallback plan, right? Yeah, everybody got to have fallback school, right? Got to have fallback quarterback. And you, Oregon plugged those holes very nicely in this recruiting. Cycle. Listen, losing Dante Moore hurts. Yep, and not only in the actual team profile, but. I don't want to call it a black eye, but it's not a it's not a great look. Anytime you lose a five star, it's not a great look. Yeah, their ability to rebound and not go get a three star, to go get a guy who's considered another top ten quarterback in a class. This quarterback class is juiced. Mm-hmm. This is this is one of those classes that people have been watching for a few years, waiting for this to happen. Mm-hmm. To be able to swing that and get a hard Baylor commit, and again. Baylor has done a very good job of getting quarterbacks in there over the last decade. To go get a guy like him, last second, built off relationships, and having Will Stein, I think, further kind of ensures the relationship building plus NIL money. I'm with you. I'm with you. All right, uh, let's hear how not to respond uh, to some of these things. Uh because this is this is brutal, dude. This is brutal, dude. Um, Dabo Swinney at it again. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan. All right, it's uh, signing day and people are flipping out. Oh, we have another flip, by the way. Uh, the one person who did not, before like 10 a.m., send in his letter of intent to Oregon State, uh, Dorian Thomas, tight end out of Kent, Washington, uh, he's flipped. He's going to Arizona now. So um, that would be the reason why the lone wolf was still roaming for uh, Oregon State. He has flipped officially to Arizona. He uh, said the family environment is what made him choose Arizona, which... 
Have you seen the family environment in Arizona? That new locker room looks awful nice. Family environment at Oregon State, too. Come on, man. Um, so Fish is out there prowling them waters, man. Meanwhile, Dabo Swinney's at it again. The man who said once college football be- players get paid, he's I'm finding gone. another job. I've been saying, keep finding another job, Dabo. <laughs> Especially one that pays you $9 million a year. Well, uh, he has not left Clemson. He is still at Clemson, and Clemson no longer a top-five recruiter. They are down at 11th, which is still pretty damn good. Um, but Dabo Swinney, he elicited a lot of eye rolls because of this comment today. Thinking through it, and I honestly, I mean, for me, we, we built this program on NIL. We really did. And, and I, it's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We, we built this program uh, in God's name, image, and likeness. <sighs> And that's how I look at it. Oh, my God. Listen, man, I, I'm Christian. Even I'm cringing at that. Mm. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm recoiling at that. I because uh, what? You know, you built it on name, image, and likeness because you were paying players when it wasn't legal. Yes. Too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, Do you think that Sean Watson got that, that, that massage therapist money? Yeah. Only in the NFL? I Trevor bet you. Lawrence, DJ Ungalele. I mean, the, any Sammy of their Watkins. bajillion receivers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I, and that, that makes my eye, like, okay. Roll I get out of it. the back of your skull. I understand. And, and Dabo is a very religious man. Yes. And that is, that's awesome for him. Yeah. But, come on, man. We built this program in God's name, image, and likeness. Listen, if you want to get biblical, Barf, Jesus dude. turned over the tax tables, people. Oh, Not a big man. fan of money. Why? In How the... do you think they won these titles? If Jesus wasn't on their side, he would have not been as good as he's listen, been at Clemson. If there's one thing I know God cares about, it's college football. It is. Well, if you listen to Dabo, that's the clear reason. I, I completely agree with what he said. Uh, I, I don't know I what's more so ridiculous smart. on this. Something like that from Dabo or every single college or, or high school senior being blessed there by an offer. Yeah, they are. They they are blessed. Every offer that, that comes through. Social they have to be. So. You have to thank others. Be um, totally stoked. I just, <laughs> I roll my eyes when that, anytime, and it doesn't matter, Dabo, or it can be, you know, a a player who credits God for making the play so he didn't like the other guy. Yeah. They, they, did Liberty miss their two-point conversion because God was on Toledo's side? In, in not Liberty side last night. God was on my side last night when they missed that <laughs> two point conversion. But that just makes me roll my eyes, and it's just another notch in the Dabos when he is grasping for straws because he sees it slipping away from him. the The way that they had built that thing is not going to be sustainable in name, image, and likeness. He knew it before nil was a thing, and now he's just grasping at straws afterwards. I don't. Oh. My goodness. Well, look, Whatever. guys, I'm just blessed to be here today. Well, well that's actually that. true. I want I want to thank God for you guys letting me be on the show. Because you should thank them. You should thank God because neither of us wanted you here. That's fair. Uh, oh, I understand it. <laughs> yeah. Like this texture says sports and politics. Don't bring religion into it. Thank you. Don't. Yes. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Oh man. All right. Uh that's going to do it for us. Thanks, Dabo. 
Uh, we had a lot of signing day stuff. We got a ton of sports that we got to get to tomorrow. Blazers play tonight. They play the Oklahoma City Thunder because they decided to lose yes. two nights ago. Way to go and ruin a good road trip. Uh, very blazery. Just with that many guys out. Well, most of them ended up actually playing. Shea ended up playing and having obviously a monster night. But yeah, long story short, well, get it right now, and then you have to win at Denver to get the four and two trip. But you win tonight, you at least get a three and three trip. Always go 500. 500. Got to get 500. Still get four and two. All right. Up next, you got prime time with Isaac and Souk without Isaac or Souk. Buck's here, but though. Buck's here, and I'm Buck's sure he's here. thrilled about Carlos Correa. Yeah, and he's got his arms up in the air saying the <laughs> Doyle rules. He's not. He should be thrilled with his uh, ownership because <laughs> that's what screwed that up. Yeah, sure. All right. See you tomorrow from noon to three. Bye. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.